hi everybody, TJ Pandora Tear here, otherwise known as Auntie Pan Pan for some of y'all. Hello. I'm in a better, higher spirit because probably I'm wired drinking this liquid I'm drinking. Woo! But just sitting here and I've realized that Yule is coming. Yes, the holiday of Christmas, Kwanzaa, Yule, Winter Solstice, uh, Hanukkah, all the things. Basically, winter. And I just realized that when I talked in my last episodes about Yule, not Yule, but Thanksgiving, that I realized that Thanksgiving is kind of like this place where you need to just etch-a-sketch it out because by the time Thanksgiving comes, we're already, as pagans, jumped right into full-blown Yule, which I think is kind of a reason that we do put up so many Christmas things at shops early and people wonder why we get rid of Thanksgiving as a holiday altogether because, quite frankly, the pagans are already ready in full-blown Yule swing after Maybon. It's kind of like we go to Thanksgiving and we sit there and going, wait, we already had Thanksgiving almost a month earlier. What gives? So I thought about that long and hard, like for the last couple of times since posting. I was like, holy crap, it's true. We've already celebrated our Thanksgiving. So we're already like full-blown in Yule mode. So Today we're going to talk about some Yule stuff and some things that regarding the winter solstice and some things that I like to do for the holidays. Okay, so strap in, tune up, tune out, and we'll talk in a little bit. Another thing I've noticed regarding the pagan holidays is that we tend to forget them sometimes. We're kind of sometimes just as bad as some of the Christians that only go to church for Beltane and Samhain. We forget all the other holidays in the wheel of the year. I've noticed this because when I go to certain circles for Beltane, everybody and their dog or pet chicken shows up, right? And, you know, nine times out of ten, they forgot to bring something for the potluck. Just a coincidence. And then like Samhain, everybody shows up. And it's just, and then like the other holidays, like Yule or um, Maybon sometimes, or um, God, there's so many. I can't. I'm sitting here like rattling my brain, going, "What's the wheel of the year, Lutha?" You know. So it's just really funny because, I mean, I remember when I had to go deal with my dad. It was like, uh, I gotta go to Catholic church. <gasps> that meant back in the '70s, because my mom was like, "Just go with your dad and deal with it." He, I you have to deal with him this week. Uh, It was kind of like that. I got him one weekend out of the month. So, but that one weekend was the worst feelings ever. I had to dress in a pinafore with a crinoline and I had to wear starched socks and starched everything and a big old poofy, poofy white and black dress with like skirts and crinolines underneath. It was horrible. And I would go to the Catholic events, these Catholic church things, and I'd have to go to two a year. And it was always Easter and Christmas because the rest of the family on my father's side that was Catholic refused to go the rest of the year. (laughs) Except my one uncle and his side of the family, they went to everything because they're heavily Catholic. But I mean, like 
full-blown, not holiday Catholic. They're like, we're going Sunday. You're going, whether you like it or not, get in the car. And I love my uncle, Tommy. He's fabulous. And he's great, man. Wonderful guy. I learned a lot about meat cutting from my uncle, Tommy. Fabulous guy. And my Aunt Fran. I love them both so very much. They're wonderful people. But the rest of the family, kind of, they showed up when they had to show up. My grandmother, ironically, my grandmother, Lucille, and she would go, it was really funny because whenever we had money problems and my grandmother would say, don't worry about it. And she, my grandmother, Lucille, she would say, don't worry about it. I'm going to make some pancakes and everything will be fine in a day. And I never understood it. And when we would have like really bad money problems, like we had ups and downs. I mean, it was nothing for my family to have like $2 million one day and the next month we're scraping money and change out of like cans for like survival mode. It's a long story. I'll talk about it some other time. But anyway, my grandmother was like, don't worry about it. I've got this. I'm going to make some pancakes and everything will be okay. And I was like, what is she talking about? Sure enough, she'd go to the kitchen. My grandmother, Lucille, I'll never forget it. She would whip up heavily cinnamon pancakes and they would be dollar pancakes, dollar sized pancakes. And within 24 hours, I kid thee not, she, a windfall would come in within 24 hours. My grandmother was the master of manifestation. She would make things happen. This woman had power beyond any comprehension I could ever imagine. She taught me a little bit about tea leaf reading and coffee ground reading and wine sentiment glass reading. She also thought you could read ice cubes in the bottle of a whiskey glass, but that's another story for another day. So, <laughs> but anyhow, so money happens. And then it didn't dawn on me until years later when I actually started learning my substitutions in pagan alchemy was is that cinnamon is a big thing for attraction and it's a big thing also for money as well. Some people say, oh, no, 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 cinnamon's for love. No, it's for tra attraction, meaning if you need money right then, right there, that's what happens. Now, the flip side of hilarity to this is that my grandmother was always invited to church um, breakfast mixers at every, like there was like two Catholic churches in the town she lived in. And both of them were always fighting for her to do the pancakes and be on their breakfast crew for their charity events. And she pick and chose accordingly. And it didn't dawn on me until years later going, Oh my gosh, she's making money magic. And the church knows it. Oh, I'm ready to go. So that was my announcement saying you can start processing recording. Well, thank you, recorder. So anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Yule in a little bit. But yeah, if you're really desperate, sometimes make some cinnamon, heavy cinnamon pancakes. It might just steer things right for you. Moving on. So I've got a story to tell you, yes. This is a Christmas Yule story of my family. And like I said, we know my family. Woo! My Uncle Michael and my mother, there was a time long ago in the land of far away that you couldn't find 
you you know trees all the time at tree lots like you can now and they were really so expensive back in the day back in the 70s that nobody could really afford some of the trees that you see on some of the tree lots now you can now things have gotten to the point of affordability but my uncle michael was like well we don't have money to buy a tree and my mom's like let's just get a pretty little artificial tree it'll be beautiful for christmas and i was very young at the time like about six seven and he was like nope they had this vw bug hilda was the name of the vw and it had a um, what do you call a coat hanger for an antenna it was pretty cool my Aunt Martha Ann, who was there on vacation for the holidays from college, she was like, well, let's go get a tree. And she was dressed in full-blown, like, late 60s, early, early 70s. She had the Jackie O skirt, the Jackie O. She was very trying to look like a Chanel, but failing epically. I loved my Aunt Martha Ann, who passed away this year, sadly. But wherever she is up there, I'm sure she's going to laugh hearing this story. So she was very prim and proper. And she had on her like little Oxford shoes and her little tights and her little medium skirt and her little button down blouse and her hair perfectly coiffed, which was hilarious to them. And, you know, they decided upon themselves. Well, my Uncle Mike said, oh, I know this perfect lot we can get the perfect tree at. And so my mom said, oh, okay. So I got tugged into the back of this VW, very young age. And my Aunt Martha Ann and I and my mom and my Uncle Mike, we take this VW bug to not a tree lot, but a forest yes a forest that was near the house at the time and we are going into the forest and it is getting cold and snowy and all of those things and my aunt martha ann was wearing these tights like really really thick tights you could see what color her legs were they were so thick so it was green i believe and we go out to the forest and my uncle mike brought with him a small glass cutting saw yeah imagine this one didn't have like a regular saw or anything else so he goes out to the wilderness with my family and myself and he grabs part of a branch and proceeds to cut it down now this was a national forest i believe i don't think you're supposed to do that but i being a minor at the time totally oblivious and my mother just going what are we doing why is this happening? What are you doing? Let's just go to a tree lot and pay for a tree. No, it's too expensive. We need that money. And so the next thing I know, I just remember seeing him fall off a branch and taking part of a branch with him from the bigger branch, which became our tree that year, by the way. And he dragged it. It was mauled, slightly mauled on one side. And I think there might have been a small creature in it. I couldn't tell. And I was like, oh, look, the woodland creatures. I was young and stupid. And she's like, okay, genius. How are we going to get it on top of the bug? And they decided right there and right then that my poor Aunt Martha Ann's indoctrination to my crazy uncle's shenanigans was she had to strip down to her tights. She had to strip her tights off while she's wearing this mini, mini skirt and 
when like nothing else in the icy cold snow in the middle of winter no tights so we used as bungee cord her tights to wrap the tree around the top of the bug and lo and behold drive it home got it home yeah that was not embarrassing enough right got it home undid the tights tights were ruined there were pine needles and sap and just don't even try just just don't and I would have loved to have read that letter. Dear mom, please send me more tights because your son, illustrious Michael that he was, decided to use them as bungee cord for the stolen tree. Love you. Bye. Martha Ann. Um, That was hilarious. So they trucked on down the road and because it was mauled when he descended out of the tree... They leaned it up against the wall in the hopes that no one would notice with enough tinsel and garland. No one could tell that it was altered. (laughs) Yeah, needless to say, the dog we had, Baron, who was a great Dane, actually took a part of the tree and dragged it down the end of the living room. So the moral of the story, kids, if you ever get caught needing to, you know, tie a tree to the top of a bug just pantyhose or tights they will work just fine so i guess the big question i always get asked is do you celebrate christmas or do you celebrate yule do you celebrate hanukkah what is it you celebrate A friend of mine once said they were having the party anyway. So I am a firm believer of Yule, but I do believe in Christmas presents. So as far as the religious aspect of Christmas, mm, I, I, it's a lovely, beautiful story. And I, whilst that's awesome, I think that it's the sleeping of the one season and we're going to party like crazy on Beltane because, hey, we survived winter. Woo! Which is what it's always been for me. I like surviving the winter. I think that's fabulous. I think that's great. Let's survive the winter. And then when spring comes, hey, we didn't die. Yay, go us. Woo! So then it's time to have another party. And I think they say, well, what do you, what do you do for Yule? What do you, what's so special about Yule? What do you do for Yule? Now I'm going to be honest with you. We celebrated Yule Christmas. We celebrated Yule and Christmas kind of together because again, family. And it was just happy Yule-mas basically. And I'm okay with that. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but some people don't expect gifts if you celebrate Yule. They are more into living, like having a big party and having food. But I do like Christmas because, yeah, I will own it. I like gifts. I love getting gifts. I think I like to give gifts. I love giving and getting gifts. So, you know, it's a thing. Now, you don't have to give gifts for Yule now. I believe in the holly king and the the mistletoe, the holly and the mistletoe and the oak. You know, the elements of the trees and the forests and the great god Hearn or Pan or Cernonus or whichever way you want to call it. You know, the stag, the great and mighty stag, you know, and the moon, the goddess, the lord and the lady. You know, all of that kind of goes right along with Yuletide. And it all just fits, you know. I used to work at a 
museum out in Illinois. And it was a small community. It was like 150 people. And that was it. Very Swedish community. And they used to have a Yule Bach that would get this person dressed as a goat. And they would go from door to door. And they would like to cause mischief and stuff. And there would be Tomtees, which are like little gnomes. And you can't... Now, one of the things about Tomtees, especially around Yule time or Yule Maknard or the Yule Market, which is Swedish, is that if you feed your cat porridge, you know, well, Tomtees like porridge too. They like to steal cats' porridge. I don't know why cats are eating porridge. Ask the Swedes. But, um... Only cats can see Tomtees for some reason, especially black cats. So, you know, if you ever wonder, what is that cat staring at? They're staring at the freaking Tomtees or gnomes that are in your house. These are the things and more that this is what this, the old wives' tales from the Swedes would say. And the Swedish. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call you Swedes. Swedish. Sorry, my bad. Please forgive me. And God Yule, which is good Yule. Because there's Yul Maknard, which, by the way, I don't have a lick of Swedish in me, by the way. <laughs> Yul Maknard is the Yule market, or some people call it Christmas market, but it's Yule. And they've got Yule box, which are goats, and then they celebrate Lucia or Lucia or Lucia, depending on who you talk to, which is the goddess of the lights. But in their eyes, it's this angel or this saint that goes door to door and brings like light into the darkness from the darkness and brings light into the home from the darkness and usually in the Swedish communities their daughters the eldest daughter usually dresses like um, a Swedish um, saint or an angel almost and they would pass out cookies now what's really cool about this is that in the small community it was very pagan and I would sit there and I would watch this going on goings on and I'm like this is so very pagan just like they would every May have this giant maypole and they would dance around this maypole doing this ritualistic not ritualistic but doing this magical dance and it was a I'm a ducky, I'm a chicken to bring in Easter or Ostra. And I'm sitting there going, this is pagan. This is so pagan. They're like, I'm a chicky, I'm a ducky. Yeah, fertility rights. You're dancing around a maple. Oh, no, no, this is our culture. I'm like, this is pagan. Hello. You know, same thing with Yule. You know, that is pagan. So, and then you've got Krampus and you've got people dressing up like Krampus now and and, and Krampusnacht or Krampus night. I think the truth of the matter is, is that it's when Yule, Yule is basically, if whatever name you want to call it, winter, winter, is when we, it's time to just chill out for a minute, reflect about all the crap that's been going on and reflect and basically treat the snow or the cold as a blanket and wrap ourselves up and start recharging our batteries for the beginnings of the new year. Now, for most of us pagans, we celebrate the beginning of the new year, November 1st. But, you know, welcome to civilization as we now have it. They're getting ready to... They're, they're, they're all messed up, guys. Let's just be honest. The schedules are all messed up. We're celebrating Thanksgiving Mabon. We're celebrating Yule Machnards. And, you know, America, we are so messed up. <laughs> But 
you know, later on coming up in the future next week, I'm going to be talking about certain things that, you know, we did for our holidays. Cause I mean, we did a lot of crazy stuff for the holidays. I remember my mom bought one of those rotating Christmas trees one year. Have you guys ever seen these, these rotating Christmas trees where you stick it in the stand and it rotates? My uncle Mike was so like, he was just like, he grabbed a chair and he said, oh, can you get the garland and the lights around the tree? Oh yeah, no problem. Put the sat literally next to the tree and literally went ornament, ornament, didn't get up, decorated. He just sat there and let the tree come to him. Oh, I'm just wrapping the lights around the tree. And I mean, I'm sitting there going, this is the laziest way to decorate a tree I've ever seen. Until many years later, I did the same thing. I knew I was destined to marry the love of my life when they did the same exact thing a few, many 20-something years later, sitting there, ornament, ornament, watching the tree rotate. And I'm like, my love, the true love of my life. You must come from the same line as I. We have found each other. Now let us stay forever together. My partner, my puppy, just like did the same exact thing. I was like, oh my gosh, you do this too? I do this as well. Ha ha. So truth be told, if you find somebody that matches your crazy family, weirdo, crazy luggage, if you find someone that matches your crazy luggage and your family's crazy luggage, chances are it's destined to be a keeper just saying. So that's enough for me right now. I know I've talked your ears off probably for enough. I do apologize that we were so late. We've been late for like two or three weeks because like we've had the Thanksgiving and we've had holidays and then we had, you know, I've got to get ready for some events coming up here. And this is the first time I've actually gotten to sit down and say, hi, I've been working on a cartoon called Goth Love Is. It's now on Webtoons, so you can look it up. I actually do art. And if you are interested in any kind of readings, I'm doing a tea leaf reading class coming up. And I'm going to be doing an intensive tea leaf reading four-week intensive at the beginning of next year. So let me know if you're interested. And you can always contact me at... Um, right here online or on my Instagram at Auntie Pan Pan on my Instagram. So on that note, I bid, I bid you adieu and I thank you guys for staying and sticking with me and staying by my side. You don't even know how awesome it is to get to vent my spleen with the communication skills that I have and I don't have to put like fancy makeup on to impress the tube of the you. And I can just be myself. And I think that's hip and groovy. So again, thank you so very much for letting me be myself. And just, I'll see you guys next week. Or maybe even sooner. I might just say, hey, I might do this again. This is fun. So I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Special thanks tonight to the Dragon and the Rose over in Santa Ana, California, www.thedragonandtherose.com, the bestest metaphysical occult bookstore in all of Orange County, as said by unanimous vote, public vote, by OC Weekly's polls. So if you're very interested in candles, oils, and all sorts of really cool stuff, go over to The Dragon and the Rose at 2424 North Grand Avenue, Suite Number K in Santa Ana, California. Or you can also check them out at www.thedragonandtherose.com. See you later. Thanks, guys.